Hi, you are listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. This podcast focuses on deduction under section 10AA is benefit available even after sunset date special economic zones or SEZ were introduced with an intent to drive economic growth along with quality infrastructure complemented by attractive fiscal package initially introduced in the form of SEZ policy in 2000 the scheme was subsequently formalized in the form of the SEZ act 2005 SEZ has in today's world become a very familiar terminology to the larger public or layman as a result of growing interest of the public in tax rebates and economic development of the country the sez act confers various exemptions and benefits on sez developers and entrepreneurs under various tax laws one such benefit provided is under section 10aa of the income tax act 1961 or the it act Section 10AA of the IT Act entitles every person being an entrepreneur of an SEZ unit to claim deduction of profits and gains derived from export of services or articles or things manufactured or produced through such unit subject to certain conditions as prescribed therein the deduction is available in respect of units wherein inter alia The manufacture or production activity had commenced before 31st March 2021. Certain provisions under the said section relevant for the present discussion have been summarized herewith. Firstly, in case any unit entitled for deduction is transferred to another undertaking before the expiry of the 10-year period, during which the deduction is available in a scheme of amalgamation or demerger deduction shall be allowed to the successor unit as if the amalgamation or demerger had not taken place secondly the deduction is not available to any unit which is formed by a splitting up or reconstruction of a business already in existence or b transfer to a new business or machinery or plant previously used for any purpose it may be noted that the aforesaid conditions are applicable only for setting up of a new unit in other words the aforesaid prohibitions are not attracted in cases where an existing unit claiming deduction under section 10AA of the IT act expands its business by way of acquiring another unit or purchase of used plant and machinery 
Although the sunset date for setting up new units in SEZ to claim income tax deduction has lapsed, many taxpayers who had set up units before the cutoff date and had commenced the manufacturing or production activities are still claiming deduction under the provision. It is also possible that certain taxpayers may acquire new units by way of amalgamation and demerger and commence claiming deduction for the balance period after the sunset date. Section 10AA seeks to grant deduction in respect of eligible units to the taxpayers who are in compliance with the provisions of the SEZ Act. Seen from that perspective, the deduction should be available to the person who is the owner of an SEZ unit. Thus, assuming that the successor actually continues with the business of the eligible unit, acquisition of eligible unit by way of demerger or merger with the intent of claiming deduction under Section 10AA is in line with the legislative intent. There may be other cases where a taxpayer merges two eligible units for business and corporate synergies. Such a case may have the effect of altering the eligible period of deduction under Section 10AA. Assuming that the business restructuring is bona fide and that the taxpayer has added substantial value to the new year unit, it can be argued that grant of benefit in such cases is in line with the SEZ and income tax laws. Before elaborating this aspect, the relevant provisions under the SEZ laws have been summarized herewith. First, every SEZ is under the administrative control of a development commissioner and he shall be the overall in charge of the SEZ. Additionally, approval committees are also constituted for every SEZ, which is chaired by the development commissioner. The LOA is issued by the Development Commissioner basis approval accorded by the Approval Committee. Second, the Approval Committee may approve proposals for diversification, enhancement of capacity of production, change in items of manufacture or service activity subject to adherence to requirements as mentioned therein. Thus, the expansion of SEZ units and claim of deduction for enhanced capacity is contemplated in the SEZ laws. Such expansion could be done by outright purchase of assets or through corporate restructuring. The aforesaid discussion can be explained by the following example. An assessee having a unit in an SEZ, say unit A, having a production capacity of 50 units, exhausts the deduction under Section 10AA of the IT Act. With an intent to take benefit of synergies, the assessee acquires another unit in the same SEZ, say Unit B, consequent to demerger from another entity. The assessee seeks approval for both the units under the same proposal, wherein one LOA is granted. Unit B, prior to the demerger, had a production capacity of, say, 100 units. Post-demerger, the assessee adds plants and machineries 
which were being used earlier in unit A to unit B and the total output of unit B increases to 200 units. It may be possible that the availability of deduction under section 10 AA is one of the motives of demerger, but it can still be argued that the deduction should be available in respect of all 200 units. This is because the assessee post demerger has continued the business of unit B and has made substantial expansion to the said unit. Accordingly, the deduction should be available to the assessee both for the original as well as the increased production capacity. In the aforesaid illustration, essentially, an entrepreneur may be able to claim deduction in respect of supplies affected using assets which were earlier used in Unit A and subsequently in Unit B beyond the stipulated period of 10 years. Such a practice, it can be argued, is not a facade provided by the assessee able to substantiate that the assets of Unit A have been actually integrated with Unit B and thereby resulting increased production capacity of Unit B. Thus, essentially, this would be a case involving the mere expansion of Unit B. It goes without saying that guising the business of an existing unit for which the 10-year deduction has been availed in another eligible unit may be seen as an abuse of provisions of Section 10AA and may result in invocation of the GAAR provision. In a case where the taxpayers mainly shift the business of one unit to another unit without adding any value to the subsequent unit, the deduction should be denied to the assessee. Considering that the availability of deduction boils down to the conduct, the taxpayers may be required to demonstrate genuineness of business reorganization involving merger or demerger of eligible units. Factors such as integration of assets, manpower employed, production capacity, etc. may be looked into by the tax officer to examine the eligibility to claim deduction post the business restructuring process. Amongst others, maintenance of separate books of accounts, the unit, and ensuring substantial investment in the new unit would help the assessee in proving the genuineness of the merger or demerger and thereby claiming the deduction. Thank you all for taking the time for listening to this podcast. We would love to hear your feedbacks 